0: instead of eating properly I'd have at break time I'd have a cake or chocolate and crisps and then again at lunchtime I'd probably go back to some ball crisps and then in the evening it would be takeaway again and it was just that kind of vicious circle I suppose. Like the more rubbish I ate the more rubbish I wanted to eat. Mm. And then because I didn't feel good about myself, like food was a comfort. Like I've always been a bit of a an emotional eater I suppose. Right. So eating the food made me feel really good and then of course the minute you've done it you think to yourself why have I done that and you beat yourself up about it and you
1: feel even worse afterwards. Hello and welcome to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host Claire Oldon West. So I need to do this introduction super quickly simply because it's my stepdaughter's 16th birthday and she has a friend over this evening. So at the moment we've got four teenagers the house. It's gonna be chaotic. I'm anticipating not much sleep tonight and it may be noisy at some point. So today's guest Ruth Calvert is from Wales and Ruth's story is another inspirational story going from a size 22 to a size 10 with Slimming World. Having found a new confidence Ruth explains how it felt To experience bullying through school, college, and university. Now, you may be thinking, why have I got a guest on to talk about bullying when I'm wanting motivation for fitness and for slimming? The reason that I started this podcast is I wanted to show the full journey of a slimmer. And I believe the reason that we gain weight and we're unable to get the weight off is to do with our. Frame of mind and the stories that we choose to believe i don 't believe it's because we don't understand nutrition and food and that we've been going along blindly to stuffing our faces with rubbish food i don 't believe that for one moment. I believe we harbor feelings and emotions and we hold on to those and when things get tough instead of dealing with those feelings and emotions, we eat for comfort in today 's episode. Ruth discusses for eating and we discuss bullying. So if that is a trigger for you, if that is something that you don't want to hear, then absolutely this may not be the episode for you. But I'll always try to portray the full journey of a slimmer and by showing people with real lives, I've had these real experiences, I'm just hoping that this will allow people that have been through these situations themselves just to feel a bit of comfort that there is hope and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Ruth has been able to turn her life around. She's found a fantastic swimming group and she truly is an inspiration. So here's Ruth Calver with her honest and open slimming journey. Just wanna start off by telling us, Ruth, where your journey started and how you found yourself having an issue with your weight.
0: Okay. Um I've always struggled with my weight. Even as a child, I was not so much aware that I was overweight, but aware that I was bigger than um a lot of my friends were. You know, at primary school and things it wasn't that much of an issue, mainly because, you know, I wasn't that bothered about it. And, you know, people say to you, Oh, it's just puppy fat, you'll lose it when you kind of get older and, and all the rest of it, but I never did and I just kind of continued to to get sort of bigger and bigger. And then I was bullied quite badly in high school and all through, like college, university, even in previous jobs that I've had in the past, I, I was sort of bullied about my weight and treated differently because I was a lot bigger. So yeah, it's it's something that's always been with me, really.
1: Goodness, and we hear a lot, don't we, about how children are bullied at, at school, mm. and and there's something about that conversation that doesn't always stop at the at the school gate. So I'm so sorry to hear that. That that is just. It's awful, isn't it? A time where you're so vulnerable and and so self-conscious that you've got this, you know, this name calling, this bullying. So what was your weight at school? What what was your size or dress size, let's say?
0: At school, I was probably a sort of 16, around a 16 to an 18. Then when I kind of, it stayed like that throughout college. And then when I went to university, that's when it really started to pile on. Because, of course, you're away from home for the first time. I was going out drinking trying to fit in with people and I was eating a lot of takeaways as well it was Mm. it was that kind of student lifestyle and it just sort of ballooned from there and I think at my biggest I went up to a a size 22 right possibly 24 I was probably squeezing into a size 22 when really I was I should have been wearing a 24. Going to university going to college I've been in that situation where I've gone away it's
1: And you hear a lot about how it's fantastic to go away to university, don't you? Yeah. How how wonderful it is. And, you know, you have this great social life. But being in that situation and then still receiving the, the bullying, you must have felt so isolated.
0: Yeah, I did feel quite lonely a lot of the time. And I think because... Of the issues that I'd had in high school and college, I I was just desperate to kind of to fit in and to be liked by people, I suppose. So I kind of adopted the role of, you know, being pretending like I didn't care, pretending like everything was fine, making jokes about myself just to so it would come across that I wasn't bothered when when really I was, and I, I just kind of did everything to avoid sort of looking at anything. Of myself like I, I didn't have any mirrors i avoided photographs at all costs just so that i could kind of it, it, it's a strange thing in a way because it was like I, in my head it was like out of sight out of mind but obviously it didn't work and you know you just kind of you deal with things on your own in an evening when you've got nobody else around you and then the rest of the time you pretend like you know you're fine with everything
1: mm, just just to fit in and feel the, the attention is not on yourself, I guess. But this, yeah. this And what did these people used to say? What What did the students say to make you feel so so awful?
0: I can remember uh, one occasion, actually, when um, I was stood at a bar and then two, two of the other students were, like, stood next to me and they were having a conversation and I overheard one of them say to the other, oh, um, I'm not as big as Ruth, am I? And she said, oh, no, nowhere near as big. Make sure you stand next to her all evening because you look really slim next to her. Things like that. And, you know, they they do it like it almost felt like they were deliberately doing it so that I would hear them but then mm. in a way that I felt like I couldn't say anything because I felt like I wasn't supposed to hear it kind of thing um, yeah. so yeah. again I just you know pretense just pretended like I didn't hear it like it didn't bother me but I'd just go home and cry most evenings to be oh honest goodness,
1: I just want to grab you and give you a hug I mean that's just <laughs> so that's just so awful you know that is it's very passive aggressive isn't it to say that yeah within yeah. reach of you like you said you're not sure if it was meant for you or because I meant to hear that so moving on from from university how Mm -hmm. did your weight affect you at that point was you able to leave university and find a career and and put your energy into that
0: well the funny thing is that at university I studied um musical theatre and I wanted to be a performer I wanted to um which sounds really ridiculous thinking about it because I just had no self-confidence at all but again I think I'd just like I said got used to pretending like I was fine i go to auditions and pretend like it didn't bother me that I was the biggest person there and you know didn't get a lot of roles because of my size and I I knew it was because of my size and I do feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities you know I was fortunate enough to to do little bits here and there always Mm. in the chorus always stood at the back you know Um, but yeah it did knock my confidence so much and just how as well sort of you would I was treated in the industry that I just kind of came out of it and and tried to find alternative alternatives to performance really that didn't involve me being in the spotlight and I just tried my best as well to to, you know to lose the weight because I thought you know there'd be some sort of quick fix or Mm. I could do one of these very low calorie diets or the the meal replacement things you know all the rest of it I've tried everything pretty much and and you know you get results initially, don't you? but it's not sustainable, and you can't you know carry on doing things like that because you're just abusing your body really
1: so at that point, you felt that if you were still able to get rid of the weight, then everything would be fine
0: yeah yeah, in my head I thought if I could just lose the weight, I'd be more confident and I'd be able to go back to performing and and all the rest of it, but I just couldn't lose the weight no matter what I tried, and I'd always lose a bit and then you know, you give up because you can't do it and you put even more weight on so you just keep mm. getting bigger. And that's the cycle getting
1: get into, isn't it? Like that, that yo-yo cycle. Yeah. And yeah. each time you start, again, it's almost as if you've gone through that self-sabotage part, haven't you? Then you're starting again yes. and then you self-sabotage and it, it's getting off that cycle and it can be so, so hard. Yeah, so at what point did you feel that, okay, I can do this, I can make a change?
0: It wasn't until... 2017, actually, I again I'd spent gone back into the whole sort of pretending, you know, avoiding any kind of reflection of myself no full length mirrors, no photographs. And I actually uh, went to a wedding with my my partner, I think it was his cousin's wedding. And of course, at a wedding, there's photographers all over the place, and Absolutely. you end up getting caught in camp, you know, in, in photos and things. And we had the, the photos sent back to us. And I, it was the first time in years. Mm. that I'd really been confronted with what I looked like and nice. it just shocked me shocked me so much I was horrified I really mm. was and it was from that point that I was like I've got to do something so it's the photo and I think this is what yeah we're here quite often isn't it that
1: people avoid the camera for so long and <laughs> um, a lady that I had in a previous episode Gina Dean I think she had yeah. a similar similar situation where she'd gone to a I think that was a wedding as well Yeah, I always quite like my photo from my waist up, but anything anything below there. Below, yeah. Um, And I can make my hair look nice, my makeup, but yeah. When we see that, especially when it's photo that's not really posed for, so we're not thinking about breathing in or no (laughs) correcting our posture or anything. (laughs) Having seen this photograph of yourself, what action did you take after that?
0: Well, at that point, I pretty much felt like I tried everything. And Slimming World was the only thing that I hadn't tried. Uh, so I thought, well, I might as well give it a go. I'd had very sort of low expectations. I didn't think, you know, it was gonna work. I'd literally gone there because it was my last resort kind of thing. I had, I tried everything. And in my first week I lost seven pounds and I just couldn't believe it. And mm. I just kept losing and the weight just kept coming off. And I was like, how is this possible? Cause I was eating more. Than I've eaten at any point during my life being on Slimming World, and the weight was coming off. It just—it was baffling to me, to be honest. Pushes you on, doesn't it? It Gives you the motivation to keep going, and that you can achieve what you want to achieve.
1: So, from the meal that you would have in a a normal week before Mm -hmm. Slimming World,
0: how did that Mm -hmm. compare to the meal that you was eating when on plan? So, before Slimming World, I would never have breakfast, and a lot of days I wouldn't have lunch either, and I sort of go all day some days without eating and then I'd get home at night and I'd get takeaway and then binge on like crisps and chocolate and things and then other days at work I would have like instead of eating properly I'd have at break time I'd have a cake or chocolate and crisps and Mm. then again at lunchtime I'd probably go back for some more crisps and then in the evening it would be takeaway again and it was just that kind of vicious circle I suppose like the more rubbish I ate the more rubbish i wanted to eat mm. and then because i didn't feel good about myself like food was a comfort like i've always been a bit of a an emotional eater i suppose right. so eating the food made me feel really good and then of course the minute you've done it you think to yourself why have i done that and you mm. beat yourself up about it and you feel even worse afterwards so absolutely
1: yeah and as a member of similar World myself there's no such thing as hunger if you if you're hungry you're not no. doing it right are you so yeah to no, have a meal <laughs> have a meal sat in front of you that's going to satisfy you not only to make you feel full but also a food that you enjoy what was that feeling like knowing that you could eat this food and get to where you needed to be within your weight loss
0: I just couldn't believe it to be honest because it kind of went against everything I'd ever been kind of told about losing weight like you can eat pasta you can eat potatoes you can eat bread Mm. and I'm very much like a carb person. Like yeah. I would take bread or pasta over like sweets or anything like that any day, and okay. crisps and things. So the fact that I could, I could eat all this. Thing, I could have a jacket potato if I wanted. I could have like marmite on toast for my breakfast. And yeah. I just honestly was so shocked. And that's why I thought, like coming away from the first meeting group and I was like there's no way this is going to work there's no way but I mm. sort of stuck with it and then I saw the results so fantastic yeah. so
1: what size were you when you started your swimming wheel journey
0: I was a 22
1: 22 and you're yeah. now a size 10 a size 10 so that is just that is just amazing I'm so jealous too size 10 <laughs> I mean that's one of those sizes that you you know you imagine that you can never get to so yeah
0: talk us through how
1: that felt going through those sizes from a size 22 losing the weight
0: and and going shopping how did that feel for you incredible and even now my automatic when I go into a shop I go straight to the plus section and then I have to kind of like remind myself oh, I don't need to I don't need to look in this area anymore I can look you know in in any section in the shop and each time like because you can feel to yourself, can't you, that your clothes are getting a little bit looser, and mm. you know you think, and every time I went to get a size down, I was like, there's no way it's gonna fit me, there's no way, every time. And then it did, and it would be a surprise. And then when my size 10 jeans fit me, I, I burst into tears, like I was oh. so happy. And it was just something that I never felt I would ever be able to achieve, ever. So it's just incredible, really. Being
1: able to fit into a size 10 jeans, Having bought those jeans, what did you do afterwards? Did it, did it feel like you'd broken all the chains regarding your weight and your issues around weight? Did it feel that that was the milestone that you'd got to and you'd, you'd finally done it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I never in a million years would have thought I'd be wearing a size 10, ever. I mean, I can't, I don't think I was ever a size 10 at any point, probably when I was 10, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> honestly. And it it does feel like a real achievement because you just get so used to like hiding yourself and covering yourself up and wearing baggy things and, and I don't have to do that anymore and I've just got so much choice you know when I do go clothes shopping it's it's a, such a great feeling it really is Has
1: a confidence come back you know I spoke about when you was at university and it mm-hmm. knocks your confidence that confidence is that back in full force
0: oh definitely I'm so much more confident now than than I was I still haven't performed again yet um that's yeah. something kind of hopefully sort of working towards a little bit yeah. but but yeah I know my confidence is 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 much higher much much higher than it was definitely and I think I might have to hold you to the
1: performing oh, <laughs> definitely
0: no. i done it now but yeah. i think
1: it, i think if you do that it will almost be like a fresh start for you will not it if you yeah and i imagine that's it's yeah, quite scary well, the thought sort of performing but if you actually do that then i feel that that's going to be
0: like full
1: circle kind of yeah, thing full circle is not it so i definitely yeah, think you yeah. need to be looking to do something with that in 2020 oh gosh just the thought of it like my i've got my stomach's in knots <laughs> I like,
0: yeah no i should do i should do i'll have to Should. yeah work at it a bit i think
1: <laughs> yeah you don't you don't should you can't win a marathon on should you need to i'm no, gonna do true. that I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do that in 2020 i'm gonna do that but no yeah. that, that's just lovely like you say you've gone full circle you got your confidence back and yeah. there's, there's really no stopping you and when we hear all these awful things no matter whether it's bullying or or just being in a negative um, environment can have yeah. such an impact can't it on your mental health yeah and, Definitely. and now you've said goodbye to the the weight you you've got your confidence back and swimming world can be such a an empowering environment can't it with, with oh, people absolutely. that can support you so how have you found their support and how has it helped you get the weight off
0: I mean the support is second to none really um that I've had I stand by that if I hadn't stayed to group every week I wouldn't be where I am now and I think it's staying to group that has helped to keep me on track to keep me focused I get lots of ideas and inspiration from group from different members Um, and it's just so good to have like a really sort of safe space where you can talk about your feelings and the experiences that you've had with people who genuinely understand because Mm. I honestly don't believe unless you've been there yourself and you've been overweight and you've struggled with that you you don't know what it's like and my consultant is absolutely fantastic like she's been there for me since the beginning you know, I can contact her anytime if I need to. And she's just the support that she's given me uh, is incredible and the encouragement and just to have somebody who believes in you and that believes you can do it. Because a lot of the time when you sort of say to people, oh yeah, I'm going to lose weight. They're kind of like, oh yeah, we'll believe it when we see it kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And you don't get that kind of encouragement from a lot of people. But yeah, no, staying in group and my consultant have, have been the things that have really helped keep me on track.
1: Brilliant, and I, I think that starting this year, I, I'm a yo-yo dieter. I'm, I've got no shame in it anymore. You know, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's me. And I've had a game this week, so this this week we yeah. have, I've put two pounds on. And I was thinking to myself, as you have these conversations I don't know if you're all the same, but I have, often have conversations with myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Claire, you actually put two pound on, but did you expect to lose? every single week like a robot are you a robot no i'm not a robot no you're not give yourself a break yes yeah it's just just crazy isn't it and what would you say to people listening that maybe they've had these fantastic expectations in january and they're all revved up but they're yeah and it's still full of christmas and they've struggled with the momentum have you ever Mm -hmm. had periods where you've felt totally unstuck from when you started swimming world
0: Definitely. I've had, I'm in a bit of a kind of plateau at the moment, like, cause I think the closer you get to target, the slower it becomes. And uh, for me at the minute, like I'm, I'm expecting a gain on Wednesday when I go to weigh in. But I think if you look at it as a journey and your gains, are, they're just little bumps in the road. You know, if you, if you go in, if you're traveling somewhere and you hit a bump in the road, you don't turn around and, go home and give up but it's just it's part of the journey and if you can embrace it as part of the journey and get to a place where you're okay with that like it doesn't matter if you have a gain it's, it's part of it but you keep going you don't you don't stop and turn back I think that's how you have to look at it really you don't fail if you don't quit as
1: mm-hmm. long as you
0: keep trying and you keep pushing you will get there eventually and everyone's journey is different like some people will lose quicker some people it takes a bit longer and it doesn't matter that's okay and I think just not comparing yourself to other people as well is another another big thing and just focus on yourself and what you're doing and what you're achieving and Mm. not what everybody else is doing I think. That's such a
1: beautiful way to explain Getting off, track, getting off track and getting off plan i just i love that how you mentioned up <laughs> in the road and it, it, it's so true and i can just imagine yourself in a little car in wales and there's lots yeah. of bumps in yeah. the roads in <laughs> wales isn't there? a lot
0: a lot, a lot of yeah and bumps at them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so on your journey you found yourself at the swimming world Awards. so do you want
0: to just talk us through how that felt and and getting glammed up for the big occasion Oh, that was just incredible! It was one of the best experiences of my life. I would say, you know, you you don't join Slimming World to to win awards or or anything like that, but when you do achieve something like that, just the opportunity to go to head office and to hear the stories from all the other amazing, you know, women that were there as well, and and what they'd achieved and how they'd achieved it, it just kind of helps you to put everything into a bit of perspective really Mm -hmm. and to because you do get kind of like into a little bubble don't you like you've got your own group and you don't really see much out there but then to see all these other people that have had the same struggles as you and have gone through similar experiences as well from so far afield you know across the whole country it did really feel like just one big family and we were all there sharing experiences and supporting each other and the support from the Slimming World staff there was just incredible and they just made you feel fantastic and I like got to wear a dress like I never thought I'd (laughs) wear a dress (laughs) I don't wear dresses you know (laughs) you you must have felt so fantastic on that night
1: to be all glammed up and, and looking so special
0: it was yeah it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. I'll
1: never forget you look amazing and to thank you to have such a, a great weight loss and see the numbers going down is, is is terrific and knowing that each each loss is that step closer to a to a healthier you how yes. was your health improved by the weight loss
0: yeah I used to um really struggle doing simple things like if I Sat on my bed and like bent forward to put my shoes and socks on. I literally couldn't breathe. Like, I struggled to breathe because everything was getting crushed. I had really bad back pain. I used to get pain in my knees and my ankles quite a lot as well. And I was just so unfit, I'd get out of breath just walking down the stairs. But now that's none of that I have problems with anymore. Like, I don't have back pain. I don't have pain in my knees. I can breathe <laughs> whenever I do most things. I've started running and I do power hooping as well. And again, there's the things that I would have laughed, I'd have laughed at somebody if they'd have said to me, oh, this time next year, you'll be running. (laughs) I'd be ridiculous, I don't run. No, it's it's just incredible how much of your life changes once you kind of get to where you want to be, like you start doing things that you never thought you would do. Mm. And it's, it's great.
1: Have you felt a surge of energy? eating out it yes. to be able to do these activities and go running
0: yeah I've got so much more energy now so much more energy like I used to come home from work and I'd lie on the sofa all evening and just not move but now I come home I run pretty much every day every other day I do the power hooping as well and it's just great and I'm more active with my job now than I used to be and I'm I'm doing things like I've started dancing again um and teaching oh. dance which I I haven't danced since university really. And even then I kind of used to find every excuse under the sun to not do it because I felt so uncomfortable and I couldn't keep up with the rest of them. You know, you'd go in and you'd be like, oh, I've I've sprained my ankle or I can't do it today because my back hurts or something and I'd just sit out. So, you know, to be able to do that now, it's just fantastic. And I didn't realise how much I'd missed dancing, to be honest. So that's just fantastic for me. It's really great. That's so
1: lovely having that that energy to do that and get getting that enjoyment back again in, into your life yeah and said you know goodbye to it so it's, it's all back yeah. it's, it's almost like a rebirth isn't it of your vitality
0: definitely
1: it's back definitely. again and and I'm so pleased for you it. and it's such a, a lovely story to, li- to listen to and for somebody like me that is not quite where you're at at the moment it's just just that that voice of hope isn't it that that something yeah. out oh. there can can help and and get us to yeah get us to the place where we want to be so that that's fantastic absolutely
0: and and that's the thing like if you trust in the plan because it does work and if you keep going you will get there you will and I never believed that never ever but you know to be this close to target and sometimes I have to pinch myself I feel like I'm dreaming you know (laughs) it's not like I'm gonna wake up from it and it won't have happened kind of thing (laughs) If somebody's listening to this thinking, well, I really want to do
1: something about my weight. I really want to get the weight off, but I don't want to go yeah. on a diet and it's slim as well, but I'm going to restrict something or whether on the Weight Watchers I'm going to have to re- restrict something. What I used to do is literally just have an absolute binge for like a month and then go, go and walk through a <laughs> class or try and start a diet no matter what it yeah. was, you know, like swim Fast or whatever. So if somebody's li- listening to this thinking... God, I going not have to restrict what I eat. What would you say is your favourite meal that you you love and the taste is fantastic and, and this is your go-to thing for a treat?
0: I would have to say it's the pizza topped pasta bake because I absolutely love pizza. That's like one of my, I like, pretty much lived on it in university. That was my go-to takeaway. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it tastes like you're eating a pizza, but it's healthy and it's in its right. own plan and it's just yeah it's really nice yeah really really so nice so do you
1: do the pasta on a tray and then pop it in the oven and like a melt put the cheese on top. yeah
0: you, you you do the pasta in like passata sauce with i, I put the garlic and herb one all right and some chopped tomatoes and then you have the low-fat mozzarella Okay. Um, that you cut into slices and you, you can put that on the top, and it, when you put it into the oven, like it sort of melts through, and it, it can go like quite crispy on the top as well. And I put different, like I add things to mine. Like I love really spicy food, so I will put jalapeno in there, mm. red onion, that oh, kind of very thing. Nice yeah it, it's it's really good yeah really I'm
1: really good to try that definitely that sounds gorgeous and my, my son's obsessed with pizza and that sounds a lot quicker yeah. to do than making my yeah. own pizzas although I do like that to make the the dough in bulk and freeze it it's so so quick to do yeah um,
0: that, I haven't actually attempted it I don't think I've got that much confidence in my cooking skills so <laughs> maybe I'll give it a go so easy so
1: so easy honestly it's absolutely fine I'm sure you'd be you'd be fine and have you got family around <laughs> you that have noticed the changes and and are inspired by what what you've done?
0: Yeah yeah definitely. Um, My partner used to live out in the Canary Islands and um, he's got a lot of friends out there and we you know went over quite regularly and then we didn't go and I hadn't been since before I started Slimming World and we went last summer and the people that we know out there didn't speak to me. Because they thought he was with a different girl, they didn't realise it was me. They thought I was Imposter. like somebody completely different. Yeah. Right. They didn't and as soon as they realised they were just so shocked. They couldn't believe the difference. And like my mum and everybody, they just they've all been so supportive, like my family, and they can't believe the difference either. So it's really nice. It's a nice feeling when, when you have people say that they're proud of you. It oh. does make you feel
1: really good. <laughs> oh, definitely. And what was it like going to the canaries with a slim body compared to a larger frame because i know when, it, when it's really hot it can be quite uncomfortable can't
0: it very uncomfortable um it was just great like it was so nice to be out there and not feel so self-conscious i wasn't living in really baggy you know tops and and things like that i i actually wore a pair of shorts and i had a really nice swimming costume and it wasn't just a, a black one that kind of hid everything And things like going on the plane as well, like I could barely get the seatbelt around me before. Mm. And the last time we went, it fitted with ease. And it was, oh, it's just a great feeling. Just a great feeling. It takes away that anxiety because it was always like, I'd get on the plane. Oh my gosh, is the seatbelt going to close? Is it not? What am I going to do if it doesn't? And I'd always get into like a really big panic about it. But yeah, last year was the first time that I went and didn't have that anxiety. And it was just so nice.
1: Absolutely. Yeah and you're again that's another thing that we, we hear of people about going on holiday and Claire Shaw mentioned it and Gina about the difficulties of going on a plane and not having the belt fit yeah. you and all the, all the palaver but it's like you're free of that now aren't you you're free of yeah. all that hassle and it's so so lovely to hear what piece of advice would you give to anybody listening to this that that's just struggling
0: just keep going I think is is the main thing and try to get to a place where you're okay with if you have a gain or if you're maintaining and it's not coming off as quickly and just know that you will get there eventually you just have to keep pushing through and and keep going and if you know if you need help or you need you know you need somebody to inspire you then there's so many people on like instagram and things it's such a great online community that you know anybody that you you can chat to or ask for advice then make sure you do that like don't struggle in silence mm. don't be afraid to say you're struggling there's always people out there that will support you and help you but you've just got to keep going brilliant that's lovely and
1: th- thanks for your time again today Ruth I've really enjoyed it and I'm wish- going to wish you all the best for your future career and I, I can't wait to see what's next
0: <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> thank you for you're having welcome. me take
1: care I think you'll all agree having listened to Ruth and her journey that she certainly deserved to be a Slimming World Woman of the Year National Semi-Finalist of 2019. What a fantastic story and it just shows that things can turn around and things can just change in an instant and Ruth to date has lost seven stone, five and a half pound, a lovely story. So this week we have another bonus episode from another of my mastermind group This time, it's with Nicole Rivera from New York City, a fantastic writer and a lovely person to boot. She's so encouraging, so nurturing, and she used to work as a teacher. She now has a podcast and a podcast community that basically draws people in and together to help with their writing ambitions. So please tune in on Wednesday and you'll be able to hear all about Nicole and how to get in touch And if writing is something that you're interested in, or even journaling, or even just creating content, then you'll certainly love Nicole's message. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Slimming Stories today. If you'd like to contact me on my Instagram account, you can find me on SW underscore Slimming Stories underscore podcast. And if you've tuned into a couple of the episodes, it would really mean a lot if you're able to subscribe to Slimming Stories this would mean that every time I release a podcast episode you will be the first to hear from it and it will drop into your inbox so thanks again and until next time take care